Welcome to the 259th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Daniel Suarez, New York Times bestselling novelist and author of many novels including Freedom, Kill Decision, Influx, Change Agent, and Delta V. This interview was originally recorded at the publication of Change Agent. Stay tuned for the interview with Daniel Suarez. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Daniel Suarez, author of the new technology thriller novel, Change Agent, which has just been published. Daniel's earlier novels include Kill Decision, Freedom, and Damon. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Sure. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about Change Agent yet, how would you describe your new novel? Uh, I'd say Change Agent is a sci-fi thriller about genetic editing, and it follows an Interpol agent who hunts down black market embryo labs in the year 2045. And he himself is injected with a compound that transforms him into his most wanted suspect. And so do you remember the initial idea that, that, or impetus that led you to writing Change Agent? Oh, I do. Very definitely. It was news of CRISPR, which is a, uh, a tool that was discovered in 2012 that allows researchers to genetically edit organisms. Now, this was discovered as a natural bacterial process. And what researchers noticed, and by the way, CRISPR, stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. So that's one of those acronyms that's not very helpful even when you say the full word. But this natural process came from uh, bacterial immunity. And what, what the bacteria would do is search its own genome for the appearance of viruses and then cut them out. So it would cut its own DNA and get rid of the virus. And researchers thought, hey, could we hijack that perhaps give it something else to search for in a different organism and have it replace, uh, you know, a, a certain sequence with one we'd like instead. And that worked. And it's essentially a search and replace function, but instead of, uh, let's say, in a Word document, it's for genetics. I thought, wow, that's happening now. Just last month, for instance, Chinese researchers edited a genetic disorder out of a viable human embryo. Now, that's, that's already happening just last month. What will the world look like let's say three decades from now. That's interesting. So, so you write thriller novels that feature technology and the dangers of technology on a personal level. What current technology worries you the most? Well, you know, worry and danger isn't just it. It's uh, it's change. And of course, change is, is uh, a double-edged sword. Some of it is good and some of it is bad. And so if, you want to talk about the most impactful technologies, I would say genetic editing is it. That and perhaps synthetic biology. Because I think a lot of technology is going to become biological in the next 20 or 30 years. And that surprises some people. It may also surprise them to know that biological computing is also possible now. Researchers are increasingly building computers that can exchange information through biological cells. So in 20 or 30 years, we might see biological data centers. So that type of thing can be used for both good and bad. So I'd say that's what interests me most. And, and what about the whole idea of artificial intelligence? Um, I mean, I, I know that there are some uh, uh, news stories, you know, reporting on 
um, work of software engineers trying to design um, artificial intelligence that would create its own artificial intelligence. Um, what, what is what are your thoughts in, in that area? Sure, I, I've actually written entire books on artificial intelligence. Although I will say this. There's a great deal of discussion, especially in the press, about generalized AI, that is, um, super intelligent AI or a singularity. And I think the, the more proximate concern is narrow AI, that is, uh, simpler algorithmic intelligence that is nothing like us. That already powers a lot of tools we use and determines what we see. And in, in fact, technology like that, narrow AI, often decides whether we get a job interview calculates our, our credit score, all of these things, and that already impacts our lives in very big ways. You know, the question is always, does it centralize power? Who has control of these algorithms? And, and that, to me, is, is what concerns me most about AI, what is already underway. Gotcha. So before you started publishing thriller novels, you worked in technology and software. What led you to writing your first novel? Well, let's see. I always wanted to write, and I had some uh, ideas about technology that interested me, but rather than writing a white paper that nobody would read, I thought maybe a thriller would be a good way to spread that information and also entertain people. And what happened was in 2006, I self-published my book, Demon, and it started to spread through Silicon Valley. And, you know, what I would say to aspiring writers is, uh, you know, you don't have to go find, let's say, a publisher, an agent, go find your audience. And even there, you don't have to find your entire audience. You just have to find the one or two key people who will convey your work to your, to your audience. And that's what happened in my case. I had a couple of early supporters who, you know, basically opened up the world to me. And then later, publishers and agents sought me out. So my first book, Demon, became a New York Times bestseller through a very circuitous route and a long process, but I'd say a very enjoyable process as well. And what has that transition been like for you from, from working in technology to, to writing thriller novels? Well, I always had communication as a big component of what I did in technology. I mean, I certainly worked on a lot of data systems, but a big part of that, again, was helping decision makers understand what we were doing. And so explaining technology was really natural to me, especially in writing. And turning it into fiction, I think it's just an extension of it. I think it's a, it was a very natural uh, evolution. Um, so you mentioned one piece of advice a moment ago. What other advice would you have for aspiring writers who may be listening? Oh, I think that's easy. My, the next thing I would say is write the type of book that you would like. And that's what I try to do. And I, I find that, I find that to be a solid approach because I know how to write a book that I like. Uh, I would never want to chase the market, say, and write something that even I didn't like. And if it wasn't successful, I'd be really frustrated. Uh, the, the issue for me is I've been writing the types of books that I would like to read. And fortunately, there are enough people who agree with me that I can continue doing it professionally. That's great. So, so what books, fiction or nonfiction, have you read recently that made an impression on you and that you would recommend? Oh, I, I found Seven Eves to be really interesting by uh, Neil Stevenson. Um, you know, it, it, parts of it I didn't necessarily agree with, but that's the great thing about sci-fi. Is, you know, you're prototyping the future, you're exploring it. Uh, let's see, I also read a lot of literary fiction. I tend to read a lot out of my genre 
because when I'm reading fiction I, and I want to read it for pleasure, instead of trying to examine it from a craftsman point of view, I'll read something like the you know, All the Light We Cannot See or a fantasy genre, uh, Name of the Wind. I'll sometimes read Michael Crichton. Uh, let's see, China Maisel again, fantasy, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned CRISPR earlier. What what are some of the positive benefits that you see um, from that uh, technology and that capability? Well, that that will be substantial. It's one example. CRISPR right now is being looked at as as possibly a silver bullet for cancer research. For instance, you could program CRISPR to search for a tumor, you know, genetically match it. And you could attach it to a virus, and it spreads throughout the system, basically editing that the cells of that tumor so that it commits suicide, basically destroying the tumor without chemotherapy or radiation treatment. Uh, again, the idea of scanning embryos before birth for you know, debilitating genetic defects like cystic fibrosis, Huntington's disease, these are genetic disorders that often have just a single genetic error that could be quickly corrected by CRISPR. This could quickly improve uh, the lives of hundreds of millions of people. I mean, it's really extraordinary. The benefits that might be occurring soon are extraordinary. So that's why I say that it's, it's not necessarily a dark thing. These technologies aren't just dangerous. They're both. They're like any really radically transformative technology. They're double-edged. And, and do you think that, that uh, CRISPR will have more of a benefit than some of the other technologies such as self-driving cars, et cetera? You know, that's hard to say. Uh, I would think they would simply because of the pervasiveness of DNA. And if mm -hmm. we start to, be, to become masters at editing DNA, uh, that encompasses all life. Uh, for instance, we could completely transform agriculture, uh, turn it into what's called cellular agriculture, so that instead of, say, growing an entire cow, you just grow the steak. And that freaks some people out. But if the steak is genetically identical, this is what I would say about that. You use 1% of the land and 10% of the water to just grow the steak. And right now, 90% of uh, land under agriculture in the Amazon is, is being used for meat production. So that's devastating the environment. Uh, methane release of animals is, is helping to change the climate. So, so again, you know, I, I think actually genetic editing uh, and CRISPR will have more impact than just about any technology uh, occurring now. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Daniel Suarez, author of the brand new thriller novel, Change Agent. The novel is in bookstores now, so go grab a copy or buy the ebook. And Daniel, thanks for doing this interview. Well, thanks for having me. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.